0: Welcome to Cars. Yeah, show number 304.
1: No matter how you're feeling, if you're always nice and always exuding positive into somebody else's life, I think it's going to come back tenfold. <laughs>
0: This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 2015 marks Covercraft's 50th anniversary. They've manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit with over 80,000 patterns and growing. You can choose from dozens of fabric options and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. Made in the USA, Covercraft is the right choice. I've protected my special rides with their covers for over 40 years and you should too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. Hello automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Leanne Marin. Leanne, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride?
1: You betcha. Giddy up.
0: All right. Great to have you here. Leanne Marin is entering her eighth season with the Insomnia Racing Team. As an active member of the Saskatchewan International Raceway and the Saskatchewan Drag Racing Association, she runs a 1,000, yeah, I said 1,000-horsepower McKinney rear-engine dragster and a 2,000-horsepower supercharged, alcohol-fueled, modified tractor competing in the 7,500-pound class across Western Canada. When she's not racing, Leanne is a registered veterinary technologist in the Veterinary Medical Center at the University of Saskatchewan, and she's a holistic practitioner. So, Leanne, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little more about your business, your career, your interests, and, of course, your passion for going really fast?
1: Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. You bet. So I guess it really started having grown up on a farm in southern Saskatchewan. I was really able to be around um, motors and different types of vehicles, purpose vehicles my whole life. And being able to be exposed to that as part of a livelihood gave me a really great base for things that I love and being able to be involved with all sorts of things on the farm from just being around my grandpa and my dad and being outside, and I guess it really led to having, encompassing that as part of my lifestyle and growing from there, and I guess um, as for being a veterinary, or pardon me, veterinary technologist, it's, when you grow up on a farm, you're either a registered nurse or you're in the veterinary (laughs) field, so it wasn't too far to go, but yeah, it all really encompassed personal growth and being able to be better than you were the day before. And I guess that's what really attracted me to being involved with driving a race car is being able to step outside the box and push the boundaries and understanding how a purpose-built vehicle really runs.
0: Well, I love this in so many ways. First and foremost, I love having women on this show because there are not a lot of women represented in the automotive field, although there's a lot of women that are interested in it and love it and are involved in it. I've gone to Concord events and races my whole life, and I see a lot of women there who are having as much fun as the men. So it's really cool that, you know, you grew up on a farm. It makes sense. You like animals and so forth. But when did you start driving cars really fast in a quarter mile? I mean, that's a whole different kind of thing, especially at the level you compete in
1: for sure. I actually was able to be exposed quite early on um, to race vehicles. I always heard stories about my dad and my uncle oval track racing. So Mm. um, when I moved away from home and actually came up to Saskatoon, I was able to get a job through a friend at a Midas Muffler in town. And being involved from that angle and getting to see the cars that we sponsored there and Becoming acquainted with some of the people in the automotive profession in this city really was able to lead me to getting in a car eight years ago. And I'm so blessed to have had that opportunity. It's really led to things that I didn't even see imaginable. And just really being able to put my addictive personality into something that really requires a lot of laser focus and just getting pushed back in the seat is Unfathomable. So it was amazing. And I'm so glad that I've had the opportunity.
0: Well, it's very cool. And I thought there might be some kind of family related history in racing there that kind of got you into that system. So I think it's cool that you got some family members that were dirt track racing, oval racing, that kind of got mm-hmm. that uh, alcohol in your blood, if you will, a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very yeah. cool. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. It's a saying that's been instrumental in perhaps forming your life and your success that's driven you, and it's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? I know you love to drive, so Leanne, Leanne, take the wheel.
1: You know, there's so many great quotes out there. I can't really say that I've ever been driven by just one. Really hearing quotes about working hard and persevering and and really going beyond your normal limits. I know that there was a great success quote, or I guess a great inspirational quote, I would call it, that if everything seems under control, you're just not going fast enough. <laughs> yes. And I guess that's really what's driven me to continue to build and try to figure out how to go faster, how to make the wheels turn faster, how to really be able to get those tenths and hundreds and thousands of seconds off of your time and, you know, get that sharp edge and really stay competitive.
0: Yes, I think that quote was coined by Mario Andretti. I'm not positive. I'm going to have to look that one up, but I've heard that as well. Yeah, if you're not pushing yourself hard enough, then uh, you need to be pushing a little harder if things seem a little too comfortable.
1: Yeah, for sure, for (laughs) sure. And that's the same with anything, really, when you think about it. If you're comfortable, you're not really growing. Mm -hmm. So if things seem comfortable, I guess, it's time to get up and keep moving.
0: <laughs> well, you're right, and you know, I've had a lot of designers, builders, racers on this show, and a lot of them have talked about the process of growth, and it means pushing things to a breaking point, if that means your equipment to find out where the weak points are, or yourself mm-hmm. to find out where the weak points are, where mm-hmm. you need to improve. That's true. So that's a great success quote. Would you share a story with me that instigated your passion for cars? I'd love to, to hear about that pivotal moment in your life when you really knew you were a car gal.
1: Oh, for sure. So there's a couple. One was when I was growing up on the farm and um, being able to hang around in a small community. We had really small classrooms, small rural schools, and and being able to hang out with my friends who were, for the most part, boys, because they liked cars and I liked cars. And, (laughs) you know, just really understanding and getting to talk with some of my friends and getting to learn about the next modification and going out and doing a big burnout likely when we weren't supposed to be really doing <laughs> the big burnout and yeah. it really grew my obsession right and it really grew my passion for it i guess the next time probably would have been after i was working at the university and we got um, laid off um our union had went on strike and i was able to Go back to Midas, and they hooked me up with a job with uh, APD, which is Automotive Parts Distributing in the city, and I was able to make a little bit of money delivering parts, and I went into a shop and got reacquainted with some of the people I had known previously, and chance happened into a ride, and I just never got out, and that was it. I was hooked forever, and the rest is history.
0: There's a li- really valuable lesson here, and that is uh, the people we surround ourselves and the, and the people we associate with. You go back to when you're a, a girl, probably a tomboy. I'm guessing mm-hmm. a little bit hanging around with the boys, yeah. but, but that, was, that was building that passion for cars. And then your relationships you built, even after you left working for that parts store, that you were able to go back talk to those folks, and they knew you had that that spirit inside of you, that burning desire to get into a car and drive really fast. So. We really are a culmination of the people we surround ourselves with. Oh,
1: absolutely. Our our growth and our outcome is definitely determined by the people that you surround yourself with. You're either pulling yourself up or you're staying stagnant. So I definitely agree with you with the association.
0: Yeah, it's great. So what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl into the hood, get our hands a little dirty. I have a feeling you don't have to worry about that. You've probably got a little grease under those painted fingernails, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you could share with me a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced along the way in your career, it could be your veterinary career, it could be your racing career, but the most important part of this has to do with how did you overcome that situation and what did you learn from it?
1: So I really... Feel and mean your greatest success is determined by all of your failures. We tend to fail forward, and as doing that, I guess, is where we're able to see all of our challenges out in front of us and really learn from them and take the opportunity to grow. So, I've managed to have quite a few (laughs) in my life, (laughs) but I guess the biggest one would have been finding myself on strike and no way to support my son, and really finding a great outlet for stress and really being able to find something awesome for my son that could be a personal platform for growth Mm -hmm. and really being able to get out there and being a great role model and and leading by example rather than spoken word. So I guess being able to go out and um, teach him about pride of ownership, and positive, healthy lifestyles would probably be the thing that's had the most significant impact, and being able to show him and show others that when you see a project that you put your heart and soul into, and just being able to see it all the way through, um, it's something that's inexplicable and invaluable, I really find, and we all fail to get there, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Right? Because we're met with a challenge every time we turn around a corner. So it's about being able to fill yourself up with information from people that have done it successfully already um, to be able to keep moving forward. And really, that's all it is for me.
0: Well, I loved your visual concept of when we fail, we fall, we fall forward. And the great thing about that, Idea is that when you fail and fall forward and you get up, you're already a little bit of a head. You may not feel mm-hmm. like it, but you are. But the other side of this is how cool it must be to be a kid and be able to tell your friends, My mom races dragsters.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's cool. But... Oh, I tell
0: you, it's cool, man. It's cool. That's very cool. <laughs> very nice. I love that. Leanne, let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a story. When you had one of those career aha moments when those I usually say headlights but I'll say the Christmas tree lights come up Mm -hmm. and illuminate your way for a new idea or a new direction and tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into your success.
1: Right so I guess the aha moment was the first time I ever got to sit in uh, the 79 Malibu I drove for a few years and just being able to sit and go really relish in the entire environment and sit there and go, this is completely amazing. Mm -hmm. This is so cool. Um, It requires laser focus. You have to be really better than yourself every single time and being able to learn from every single run. And just the feeling of what that is in your chest and being able to grow and develop that and going, okay, so now... What do I have to do? Who have I talked to in the past that would be able to help me with this? Who's done this successfully that I can move on? And being able to learn a lot about procuring positive sponsorships and positive relationships and really being able to communicate. And uh, it was so cool to be able to see all those relationships come into fruition and being able to get out there and talk to people and meet people and, and knowing that, I guess, a rising tide raises all ships and, and just being able to really put yourself out there and learn something new. It's almost like, I guess, emptying your cup and filling it back up with people that are successful doing what you want to do.
0: Oh, great. I love that. Yeah, very nicely stated. Mm -hmm. How about proudest moments? I'm sure you've had many proud moments in your career, but is there one in particular that stands out for you?
1: You know, my proudest moment was being able to say, I owned the race car. Mm. I worked really hard. I was able to show my son what it was like to work really hard and work really hard together and as a group and with a team of people to be able to reach my goal. And then being able to redevelop my goal and turn and continue to go forward, right? Because I don't really ever see a goal as an endpoint. It's just a point along the way to something bigger. Mm. So I guess that's really what was very special and stands out in my mind.
0: I'll definitely. bet. Well, and you yes. may have answered this next question. I wanted to have a little bit of fun here and talk about your first really special car. Maybe for a first, it was something different in your life, but if you could talk about that, what was that car and maybe share a special memory you had with that vehicle?
1: Oh, my goodness. I think my the most special car to me was my Chevy Nova that I had when I was 16 years old. Cool. And just all the fun I got to have that with that, I remember just being absolutely disgusted when my dad came home with this old Chevy Nova, <laughs> and, you know, going, oh, my goodness, it's canary yellow. But... And then being able to actually look at it and appreciating that it was in phenomenal shape. And, mm-hmm. you know, the things that I got to do, the real, you know, getting to go places with my friends and I guess really making memories and, and moving forward and getting to grow in relationships. And, you know, it's hard to believe it's all centered around something like a car, but it really is family yeah. trips family trips friend trips going to the city to go see a movie you know that, that was a big deal for us we yeah. got to leave the farm and <laughs> yeah. and go with my friends like holy cow all four of us were let out at the same time right <laughs> Heaven drive forbid. to the city <laughs> drive to the city and go see a movie right yeah. so yeah. That really gave me my passion. And like I said, probably doing a big fat burnout showing out, <laughs> off when I was in the bin. Yeah, that was really probably my most memorable, my favorite thing. And, yeah. and you know, really getting to talk to my dad and, and my son about we're going to pull it out of the boneyard and
0: mm-hmm. get it
1: rolling again someday soon. So for sure, that's definitely it for me.
0: What year was that, Nova?
1: Oh, my goodness, it
0: was a 79. <laughs> Not a typical muscle year. But. Well, yeah, the 70s were some tough years for cars, I'll tell you. Yep. But, uh, I'll tell you, you and I share something. My first car was a 67 Chevy Nova. Mm-hmm. And I, it's the same way. When I first got it, my neighbor owned a Chevy dealership. It was traded in by a, literally a little old lady. And we went to look at this car that I had in my mind, Corvette or Camaro, and it was this old four-door Chevy Nova. Very good Mm -hmm. shape, but I was a little disappointed, too. But you're right. It provided me with so much fun. I was a little older than most of my friends, so I was the guy, the designated driver for, you know, loading our surfboards on the top and going to the beach. We'd take it down to Mexico, Baja, camp on the beach and surf. And, uh, yeah, so uh, the old 67 Chevy Nova. Only had it for Mm -hmm. a year, though, but uh, it was fun. How about seller's yeah. remorse? Is there a vehicle that you've let go and you really wish you could have back in the garage? Oh,
1: my Chevy Malibu. The my Malibu. My first drag car. Yeah. yeah. My first drag car, 79 Chevy Malibu. Ooh. I uh, I knew it was time because it was part of, it was really part of moving, moving my team and moving my goal forward and getting in something new and learning new skills and mm-hmm. really being able to hone that. But boy, I really wish that money wouldn't have been a driving force and I would have been able to keep that because I miss it every day, (laughs) Well, every day.
0: you know, we've all had to let cars go for a variety of reasons, but um, yeah, that's why I always ask that question. Sorry to bring up those memories. Oh,
1: (laughs) no, I love talking about it. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, very cool. How about current projects? What are you doing right now that really has you excited and fired up?
1: You know, um, I really feel that every day is a project. Every day is something new. Every day is getting to learn something new and uh, really getting to look in to what the next big thing is going to be. And I know in my head what I want the next thing, big thing to be. It's just a matter of when it'll get there, right? I mm-hmm. really have aspirations of wanting to drive a feature car. And I want a chance to drive everything at least once. I'd like to drive a alcohol funny car. I'd like to drive a jet funny car. I'd like to drive a top fuel dragster at some point. So, you know, it's really about sitting every day and learning more about those and learning more about what I have to do as an individual to be able to be more skilled, more aware driver, more Mm -hmm. valuable part of a team, and uh, really learning about what I have to do to move forward from there. So that's actually probably the project is working more on myself than uh, working on a car.
0: Very nicely said. Well, You're part of the Cars Yeah pit crew now with all the guests I've had on this show. And I've had a couple of people that drive really fast. Danny Thompson, his dad was Mickey Thompson, who set some Mm -hmm. land world speed records out there on the Bonneville Salt Flats. And, of course, Don Garlitz has been on the show. So maybe I need to connect you with those guys if you want to get into something that goes really fast.
1: Oh, for sure. They're just such great role models for the people that came behind them. Such a great yes. part of history, really.
0: Yeah, those are some inspirational people, as you are, too, by the way. So, again, I'm oh, so happy you. that you're here. You're welcome. Now, here's a very <laughs> introspective question. If mm-hmm. you were a car, Leanne, what kind of car would you be and why? Oh,
1: my goodness, that's <laughs> a good question. Yeah. Um, so, I think i would probably be a top fuel dragster
0: Uh oh okay <laughs>
1: yeah living on the edge yeah i really i really like that there's the fastest sanctioned category and you know they're always on the cutting edge and they're sleek and they're intricate fine little movements and i really it's almost like i guess being a cougar <laughs> 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 kind of just going out there and being all stealthy and sneaking up on your prey. I really, I just love it. Yeah.
0: Love it, love it. Wow. Holy cow, man. As I said in our pre-show chat, you go, girl.
1: Oh, man. That is, yeah, those
0: things are spooky. I I go to the drag races, and it's just amazing. I mean, it just sucks the air out of your lungs when they go by. It's just absolutely yeah. phenomenal. So, Oh, for sure. Very cool. Well, Leanne, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. All right, Leanne, we're back and we're entering the last lap, or in your case, the last quarter mile. And this is where I fire off a series of questions and you give our listeners some really quick blips of the throttle answers. We're going to heat up those tires and get ready to go, okay? hmm You ready? Yeah. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received?
1: I think the best advice I've ever received is, forget you think you know everything.
0: Mm, Now, who told you that?
1: It was a friend of mine, actually, when I was working at the shop. And he said, you really need to just stop and take in what everybody has to say, no matter what, Ah, no matter what.
0: Very good advice. I like that. Mm -hmm. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success?
1: Reading every day. Mm, yeah. Reading, even if it's for 15 minutes. That's such a great habit to get into. Um, you yes. can learn all sorts of things of personal development. Uh, it doesn't have to just be about cars. It can be about yourself. It can be about um, growth, leadership, communication, all sorts of
0: things. Great so, idea. Do you have a resource that you think the Cars Yow listeners would really enjoy?
1: I really don't have one in particular. I really just like to Look
0: up on a little bit of everything, Yes. Okay, Google, so uh, Google, it's your fr- yeah, Google, yeah. Every time I ask my son about something technical on my computer, I hear, Google it, Dad, Google it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find everything there. Would you share a book? I know you love to read, but would you share one book with our listeners you think they would really enjoy reading?
1: For sure, The One Thing the by one- Gary Keller.
0: Okay, great. Yeah, that's new yeah. on this show. Yeah, great. What is it about that book you like so much?
1: It's really a book about personal development, and I really like it. It just breaks it all down into becoming a habitual person and talks a lot about time blocking and really learning to um, hone your skill and become an expert at the things and what it kind of takes. And it's just a great book and can be applied to almost any success principle.
0: Very so. cool. Well, listeners, mm-hmm. you can find all these great links at com slash Leanne Marin. And by the way, at the Cars yeah website, we have a resources tab at the top of the page and there's guest recommended books. So Leanne's book and all the guests that have been on the show, the past 303 guests, their books will be listed there so you can check them all out. Do you have any interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars?
1: You know, I still really like horseback riding. I like spending time um, with my son, being involved in his activities and getting to uh, be a part of what he likes to do too. So it's a lot of family time outside of racing.
0: Awesome. Great. Mm -hmm. All right, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy. If you Mm -hmm. could only have one collector car in your garage, and I'll include race car, dragster, whatever you'd like, But you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with, so that little trick is off the table. But don't worry about the cost, because today I'm going to write the check. (laughs) What would that one vehicle be, and why?
1: Oh, my goodness. You asked some really great questions, I must say. (laughs) Well, good. Um, I think for me, it would probably be Shirley Muldowney's Otter Pops Top Fuel Dragster. Oh, wow. Very
0: cool. What is it about that dragster that just tugs on your heart?
1: A piece of history. Mm. She was such an amazing part of history and drag racing and female and sport. And just to be able to have something like that in your garage and be able to just look at it every day and say, wow, this was a part of history that's like no other. Yeah. It's just, it would be a dream come true. You know,
0: I've I've heard that I used to race vintage cars and I go to a lot of vintage car races, but I hear they actually have vintage dragster events. Is that true?
1: That's correct. Yeah, yeah. so is exactly. is that a
0: vehicle that you could bring out and actually do a couple demonstration runs for people in?
1: Um, not that one, actually. It was uh, one of the later ones that she drove, so it wouldn't classify as a vintage.
0: No? Okay. Uh, All right. mm -hmm. Well, you could still have some fun with that. That's a beautiful car. Yeah, I think that would be fun. (laughs) Maybe park it in the living room. That's that's what I would do with a beautiful old car. My Uh, wife would let me. She might. You never know. So very cool. Very cool. Well, you have taken me on a great ride today. I really have enjoyed your stories, and I want to thank you for sharing your journey with me. Would you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off down the drag strip in Shirley's Vintage Dragster?
1: Oh, for sure. Be nice.
0: Be, be nice. nice to everybody.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. You never know what somebody's going through when they come up to talk to you. And you might be the difference between having them have a really great experience with whatever they're doing or really have the ability to make it go on a downward viral. So yeah. no matter how you're feeling, if you're always, Nice and always exuding positive into somebody else's life, I think it's going to come back tenfold. Very every
0: cool. Time. And what's a good way for our listeners to learn more about you and what you're doing?
1: Oh, for sure. You can check um, out the Insomnia Racing website at www.insomniaracing.ca or you can check out the Boss Blue, um, the tractor that I drive, at tractorpolevent.com.
0: Very cool. Now, Insomnia Racing, where did that name come from?
1: Well, I hardly ever sleep, so it came by honestly.
0: (laughs) Very cool. Well, listeners, you can find links to everything that Leanne has shared with us today. Again, at Cars Yeah, just put Leanne, L-E-A-N-N-E, in the search bar. Her show notes page will pop up with all these links, and you can uh, check out what she's up to. I'm sure maybe even find some YouTube pictures of her running some quarter-mile or uh, doing that tractor pulling, just incredible stuff. Leanne, thank you for being so generous today with your time, and as you say, being so nice to spend some time with me today and sharing your expertise and your experiences with the Cars Yeah listeners. Until we talk again, you're welcome. We'll see (laughs) you down the road.
1: Great, thanks.
0: You bet. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah!